0: For all new patients, Green Mountain Dental Group offers free teeth whitening trays when you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam. Just mention BSN Denver.
2: Hey everybody, welcome to the BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by Total Beverage. Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about this really awesome deal for BSN listeners. If you didn't know by now, Total Beverage is delivering beer, wine, and liquor anywhere in the North Metro area from Wheat Ridge to Erie. For a limited time, Total Beverage is offering $10 off a $50 purchase, on their website and app. Use promo code BSN10 to save $10 off a $50 purchase for all your parties and have it delivered straight to your door. Let's jump into the show. And welcome into another episode of the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. I'm your host today AJ Hayfley alongside Nathan Rudolph. It's the day you guys have been waiting for all week. It is BGM Mode Day or as I called it on Twitter, GM Judgment Day. Before we get to all that, Nathan, what's up, dude?
1: Not a whole lot. Excited to see what everybody's come up with here. I'm expecting some good ones.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Nathan, for the record, here has not seen any of the submissions. I have been the one going through them and picking them. We've got a couple picked out here. Um, Excited to get to some of these. Some of these we will give thumbs up to, and some of these we will dismantle. (laughs) Um, that's, that's a more negatively connotated word that I'm intending, but we will, we will pick them apart and talk about, you know, why some of this doesn't work and, um, you know, the, the various angles that are going to be involved here. This is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you guys really went ham on this. Um, pretty excited to, to, to get into it. So let's just do this. I know a lot of people uh, on Twitter are hoping their submissions get talked about on the show. Uh, our our first submission today is from Casey. Uh, I'm not going to do last names because I just don't think that's appropriate. Um, so we'll just have Casey. Uh, no Twitter handle or anything provided, just uh, Casey. So right off the top with the draft, uh, he's got a couple of different options here. Uh, we are going to assume for all of the submissions, we are going to assume that the Avalanche uh, or that Chicago will be taking Alex Turcott third. Because a lot of you sent in submissions that said, if this happens, then I want this. If this happens, then I want this. If you sent in a submission that has the Avalanche taking Alex Turcott, then we'll assume that Alex Turcott was available. Make sense? Cool. All right. So for this one, we have options. We are going to, because there are options, we are going to assume uh, that Chicago is taking Turcott. That has, uh, the kicks off right off the bat here. Uh, the ABS trading the fourth overall pick to Detroit for number six, number 34, and number 60 overall. They move down from four to six. And Colorado ultimately ends up taking Matt Boldy with the sixth pick. And then with the 16th pick, they take Moritz Cider. Nathan, if that's the draft day, uh, if that's the first round that they have, is Boldy and Cider. How do you feel about that?
1: I mean, you gotta feel pretty good, right? To get a second and a third to move down two spots, you're you're patting yourself on the back pretty pretty easy there. I've I've said before, Boldy's not my favorite. Even if LA ended up taking Doc there. I might pick someone ahead of Boldy but but no complaints certainly and and then we've had the cider conversation a, a couple of times where yeah.
2: he's fine at 16. 60 I think is actually a late second. Is that is it 2 seconds? That's even better then. Yeah. And and it would be right at the end of the second uh, and then Colorado would be picking again at 63 with the Ottawa pick.
1: Yeah, I mean that's just it it would be really hard to pass up that much draft capital to move back oh, yeah. two
2: spots. Absolutely. It doesn't even matter who gets taken at fifth. Honestly, right. at that I point. agree. Yeah. You're like, okay, so LA, um, and this, in this hypothetical Detroit would move up to, I to take Byram LA would take Zgross, Then Colorado would take Boldy, uh, and they would walk out with Boldy cider. And then they would begin day two with, uh, three second round picks, and two third-round picks uh, because of that deal down. Hard to complain about any of that, honestly. Yeah. Um, We'll get to this. Let's get into Casey's summer here. Kamenev, Greer, Nantel, Toninato, Geertsen, and Drys are all given qualifying offers. Sven Androgetto, Sergey Boykov, Anton Lindholm, and Spencer Martin are not.
1: Yeah, that seems fine, honestly. You could probably throw on a couple more guys that you don't need to give qos to uh, nantel you just don't need it but
2: yeah i would say nantel is probably the one there that i would just cut.
1: but uh, again i really have no complaints with that you, you've got all the guys you would like to keep assigned or at least qualified so
2: definitely and and like i'm extremely minor gripe on on nantel right that's, that's
1: very minimal
2: <laughs> yeah utah's excited about that exactly <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the UFAs all are released except Intragazino, who's brought back on a two year deal, a two- year two-way contract. Uh, that's fine.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any reason for it to be a two year, but I, I have no problem with him being a veteran guy for the Eagles.
2: They could honestly, they could sign him to a lifetime deal and I wouldn't care. He just <laughs> he's been in the ABS system since basically his entire career. Uh his almost his whole pro career. He left for what like one or two seasons. Yeah,
1: I think it was. And one. then came
2: back. So I'm I'm totally happy. Eagles fans love him. He's a really good AHL player. He can be uh he first as far as I'm concerned, Ags can stay forever. I don't care. That's fine. Um he's totally inoffensive and, and you'd love having guys like that. I personally like having long term AHL guys if they're willing to stick it out and they're comfortable in a place. Why not?
1: Yeah, so I, I like the versatility of one-year deals. It, it makes a little bit more sense with AGS because he's actually might be someone that's not super easy to replace in the AHL. So
2: yeah, I, I can see it. But him being as good as he is really makes me as comfortable as I am with it. It can he can be kind of like their Chris Bork, you know, sure a high-end AHL player that that leads them in scoring every year and has a very prolific AHL career. And as we saw last year, he can come up in a pinch and play. That's fine. Um, now we get to the big guns here and I would just like to say, uh, right off the top of the bat abs fans have as a collective whole have wildly overpaid Ryan Graves <laughs> wildly. So, um, this, that it continues in this submission too. It's very, very common, but we'll start at the top. Miko Ranton in three years, 9.25 million. Did you just throw up?
1: oh i mean the the money's fine but that term is about at least three years too short
2: it it leaves you it leaves Ranton in with one rfa year left before going yeah, to free agency you're, just,
1: you're asking to pay him 15 million on his next contract <laughs> is what you're doing there
2: okay so that's the Ranton in one has been all over the board people paid him uh lots of money on all kinds of lengths of deals so it was fascinating to see where people landed on him Kerfoot, two years four million. That's fine. Yeah, maybe
1: a touch overpay, but no. Complaint.
2: Maybe just a touch. Uh, yeah. Comfort, two years three point five. Same thing. Maybe just a little bit over. Yeah, but we're talking a couple hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, here. no, no big problems with that. Nikita Zadorov three years at three point seven mil. That would take him to his first UFA season.
1: Yeah. Honestly, that might actually be semi-realistic if they don't go to arbitration. Yeah. Um, because I Even think Zdorov, if they do. Yeah, well, you can only do two years in ARB, I think. If well, they they, I go mean, they... It it, but. Right,
2: like, if they if they allow it to get that right. far, but they can still file and agree at any point. But yeah, that, I
1: think Zidorov would definitely want that. He seems to like the negotiating power for sure. Um, the money would... I'd be fine with that money on that term as well it's, it's yeah. just a matter of what do the abs see in him going forward and or honestly that's a it's a good contract to dangle him as uh expansion draft bait too
2: um moving forward and then ryan graves the last contract on here two years at 1.5 million
1: yeah i at absolute most i I'd, I'd pay graves a million and that would be an overpay so yeah,
2: agreed <laughs> keep in mind ryan graves has like 25 NHL games played and um, Mark Barbario after two solid seasons with the abs got 1.45 last year. Right. Um, Ryan Graves, like, like I said, are consistently the most overpaid player in this entire exercise. Um, Almost everybody has him over, uh, over a million. Amazing. What 25 games can do to a fan base (laughs) Um, into going into free agency. Then Casey here, Signs Michael Furland, four years at $4.95 million per.
1: All right, that that's fine. I'd be a little disappointed if that's the only move.
2: It is. Uh, yeah. After that, the only other moves then are AHL guys, uh, Michael Hutchinson on a one-year deal, and Seth Griffith on a one-year deal. But this was also written, I think, the same day Seth Griffith re-signed with Winnipeg. So we'll just cut that one off. But Furland and Hutchinson are the only things that happen in free agency. So a pretty a pretty minimalist approach here. Um, did notes at the bottom about ten million dollars in cap space remain uh, just a, a shade under? Um, Panarin Panarin is expected in this scenario to go to Florida, and Casey was not comfortable paying him eleven million. Barry trade is a possibility, but not a priority. Yeah, I mean, if
1: you have ten million in cap space left, I can't imagine you'd be trading Barry, right?
2: i I wouldn't be. Um, you've essentially all you've done is add Furland to your forward core, right. Um, you did a great. you killed the draft uh, and then you you did okay with the RFAs and then you did very little in free agency. Furland is a nice player. He'll help out. Um, he's a guy we've talked about and we will continue to talk about moving forward. So overall, a solid submission here from Casey. I would not I would not have a major problem with this summer. It would leave me a little bit wanting just because we're expecting a little more high impact than this, but the draft was killer.
1: Yeah, you you definitely did a great job filling out your organization, especially if they hang on to all those picks and and pick up a bunch of guys that they can stock up with a little bit lacking in the right now. As far as UFAs go, I, I'd like to see them push a little bit harder, but certainly no complaints.
2: Definitely. And I mean, if they walk out I and mean, furl at four years and 4.95 is totally fine with me. Yeah, that's, it's the high contract. end of the money that I would pay, but it's also right. It's the right number of years. No right. complaints about it. That is totally cool.
1: Yeah, I'd be good with that, too.
2: All right, let's move on to our uh, next submission here. Uh, I didn't want to, like, give grades to him because I felt like that would just that's just setting up to be, be me harsh, to somebody. Yeah. Um. And I, that's not the point of this. The point of this is not to have you guys send your ideas in and then for us to dunk on you for an hour and be like, you guys are dumb. Like, that's not at all what this is. This is just a fun exercise. Uh, and I wanted to see how different people viewed Colorado Summer and what they could do with it. Um, one of the submissions, our next submission comes from uh, Mike. Um, He sent in like four of them. So... Uh, you know who you are. <laughs> That's it's, It was fun to sift through them. And I liked the self-awareness by the third or fourth submission being like, yeah, I know I'm doing another one of these. But you can tell what's on his mind. So we start off this one with a blockbuster, a big-time trade. Uh, two Colorado, Patrick Marlowe, and Nazem Kadri Two Toronto, Alex Kerfoot, AJ Greer, a 2019 second and a 2019 sixth. Thoughts?
1: That feels like an overpay. A little not, bit, not a huge overpay, but a little bit.
2: Yeah, I think the second rounder is probably where my line was on that. But, yeah. Uh, ultimately, I mean, you're you're giving up a forty point player, a maybe NHL player in Greer, and a second round pick, and then a sixth round pick, which you don't care that much about, uh, and you're getting Marlowe and Cadre.
1: This is if if you switched Kerfoot for Nieto, I think maybe.
2: Oh, I don't think Toronto would do that.
1: I don't think they would either, but yeah, it's that that'd be it'd be tough to give up the picks and Kerfoot,
2: it would be. Um, but this also, um, this is also with the plan of playing Marlowe, not with buying him out. So a little different value there, I think. Um, if they're going to get 30 points out of Marlowe in the bottom six, then. You look at it a little bit differently. A Um, little. He's still gone after a year, but of course, like it's still, it's 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 about cadre. Yeah, for sure. That's what that does. Yeah. Uh, RFA deals. uh, Rantanen gets an eight-year deal worth eleven million per. That's a little much, I would think, but but you get eight years. You get the eight years, and that's that. I think is a big win. Uh, Zadorov goes to arbitration and they have a, they end up with a two year deal at 3.25. Fine. That's great. That would be, I would take that today. Yeah.
1: He's, that's good. Good money for him. And then yeah. you have his rights
2: still. So JT Confort does a three year deal at 3.5 million.
1: Yeah. That I'd, I'd be happy with it. It could probably get him a little bit cheaper. You
2: would think, but, but with the third fun. year, that's right. fine. I'm, I'm yeah. okay with that too. Uh, Kamenev and Evan, Graves each get one year, nine hundred k. Fine, book it. Colin Wilson, two years, two point seven five million per.
1: You're adding Marlow and you're holding on to Wilson. I'm not sure about that. Wilson at two years too. Yeah. Uh, I. Wilson's the type of guy that you want to push out of your top six, which I guess Kadri does, but you lost Kerfoot, so it, I don't see the room for Wilson, especially if you're adding in free agency. It it would be a tough fit on top of Marlowe. If you're buying out Marlowe, maybe there's room for him, but
2: <clears throat> um, draft. Turcott with the fourth pick, Broberg 16th overall. I don't love Broberg. Uh, perfectly happy with
1: Turcotte. Broberg, I, I mean, I guess at least it's a home run swing if that's, you're going to go for the fences. Yeah,
2: that's what he also said, is that it's a safe pick at forward uh, at four, uh, going boomer bust at 16 with a, more of a home run swing there. That's fair. And then opening night lineup, um, Landis Gog, McKinnon, Rantanen, Jost, Kadri, Comfer, Calvert Soderberg Wilson Marlowe Kamenev Nieto with Logan O'Connor as the extra forward. So
1: nothing really in free agency then. Nothing. No. Yeah. No. Nope. I mean, uh,
2: Kadri and Marlowe were the additions.
1: And through the trade, yeah. Yep. That, that makes the Wilson contract make more sense, I guess. Yeah. But I would, I
2: would like the ABS to do better than that. In the that offices. I just don't, I don't know that Kadri would be enough. Yeah. Especially because you're losing uh the point production in Kerfoot. Exactly. And you're replacing it basically one for one with Cadre. And yeah. then um, even if Cadre gets to fifty points, you know, it's it's a minor up that's a minor upgrade. Uh, and then Wilson and all the other guy like Marlowe, you're gonna play him on the fourth line. Um it's it's very minimal there. That's that's relying on a lot of internal growth and then uh, a solid and an interesting draft day anyway with Turkot and Broberg. Yeah, I,
1: again, that's one where I don't think you're doing any damage, but you're not Did you get really pushing into the cup contender talk either, right? Exactly.
2: You, yeah. you didn't really get that much better. You got a little more expensive, but not in in a, in a way that will certainly hurt you. Um, you locked up Miko long-term and that's great. And then Kadri, if you get Kadri, you want to take advantage of that contract. You want to win a cup within three years he's got left. And I don't know that Kadri on his own pushes them forward far enough, but it's an interesting sub, and it gives them a lot of cap space to continue to work with.
1: Yeah. I think there's a solid core to this one. It's just, you got to build around it now.
2: Yeah. And then you'd be losing the next, the next year is where you would get a lot of that cap space back as you'd be losing Soderberg and Marlowe uh, yeah, at the same time. 11 million. right? Yeah. So, 11 million coming right off the top.
1: So that's Barry re-signed easy.
2: Right. And so that's, that's what I, I, I the future flexibility is definitely uh, an, an interesting wrinkle to that particular submission. They might, it, it'd be kind of a min maxing sort of approach. Yeah. Um, but I I liked it because I thought it was an interesting Marlowe trade that wasn't horribly tilted one way or the other. Um, I think it's a little bit on the the heavy side for Toronto, but you can also make the argument with just Kerfoot and Greer, they don't get significantly better either. Right. I, you know, I think
1: especially if the abs are looking for a way to, to get something out of Greer that that's very interesting to me. And, if you turn that second into maybe a third or a fourth, I think I'd, I'd definitely be interested in that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a, it's an interesting idea. So that's why I went with that with submission. Those were two kind of realistic, well-grounded ones. We'll, uh, we'll stick with that for the most part uh, in the next segment. And then the last segment, we'll get a little more out there. Uh, but before we go ahead and take our first break here, I'm going to tell you guys about... The Green Solution, which has 17 Colorado locations and an express checkout to get you in and out as fast as possible. Get on your phone right now. Go to their website, mygreensolution.com. Order your flower concentrates, edibles, and topicals online and head to the closest Green Solution for pickup. Use promo code BSN20 for 20% off your entire purchase. That does it for segment number one here, the BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by Total Beverage don't go anywhere we've still got some more gm submissions so stick around welcome back in second segment here the bsn avalanche podcast presented by total beverage it is gm judgment day here on the bsn avalanche pod i am aj he is nathan we are your judges and in one case about to be here the executioner oh boy because this got cray <laughs> I like the I like the out of the box thinking. Uh, I know some of you guys uh, like sent me actual like stories. <laughs> um, just for the record, I'm not gonna read those on on the show. I love the effort. I was very entertained uh, reading them, uh, especially the part in this particular story that says "ain't nobody trading C money," <laughs> uh, in reference to Kale McCarr and the Rangers potentially looking to trade down from two to four and asking for Kale McCarr in return. Um, We're going to start off, this submission starts off on draft day with an extraordinarily busy draft for the Avs. It starts off pretty pretty solid, pretty straight up. The Avs take Bowen Byron fourth overall. I'll take that all day. All right. No arguments there. They get to the 16th pick, and the Avs decide to get crazy. Here we go. The Pittsburgh Penguins receive Alexander Kerfoot, Nikita Zadorov, a twenty nineteen second round pick, and a twenty twenty second round pick. Okay. The Avalanche receive Phil Kessel, Jack Johnson, and a twenty twenty third. Ooh! Wow.
1: I mean i I like the aggression going for Kessel. Mm-hmm. I I would be very interested in 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 that, but that Jack Johnson contract is
2: yikes. Which we're going to get to. Oh, there's more. <laughs> because this is the the entire point of the deal is Phil Castle. Right. The plan for Jack Johnson is to buy that contract out.
1: Okay. That's, that is, that's a long time of pain.
2: That is a, so for the record, that is a, there are four years remaining on that contract with a cap hit of $3.25 per. So the buyout there stretches now through the end of the 2027 season. Eight years. <laughs> with the Avalanche paying uh, over a million dollars per year, except this season in 2019 to 2020, they would have a cap hit of $270,000. So initially, not a big deal. Yeah. It would peak in 2022-23 with a $2 million cap charge. Oh. And it would be just a shade over a million dollars the other six years of that buyout. That's a lot.
1: Had you (laughs) just
2: kept Jack Johnson and said, hey, we'll just eat the money and we'll do what the Flyers have done with Andrew McDonald. Yeah. And we'll just find reasons to not play him or we'll play him as a really not good and ultra overpaid third pairing guy for a year or two, I could have been okay with that. But there, the the buying out part of this is like, whoa. Yeah, I, I definitely not about the buying
1: out. And it, I, if you're taking Jack Johnson's contract, I'd want them to retain some of what's left on Castle too, I think.
2: I think that's fair too. And maybe not giving up the both second round picks yeah. if you're taking Jack Johnson, right? Exactly. Although Kerfoot and Zadora for Kessel is is more of I, a the I would do that in a heartbeat. Yeah, I mean, for sure.
1: Give him this year's second on top of that, and if that gets us Kessel retained,
2: yep. And that's the deal: is Kerfoot and Zdorov this year's second and next year's second uh, for Kessel Johnson and a 2023rd. So that's that deal, and then the Avs, by the way, take Vasily Podkolzin with the 16th pick. Hey, if he's there at 16, I'd take it. So you walk out with Byron and Podkolzin, which is a phenomenal draft haul. Yep. And uh, to cap off day one, the Avs trade Mark Barbario to the Coyotes for a 2026th round pick. That'd be a steal for Barbario, so I'm down. <laughs> I don't know why, but I also... Have at it. That's I'm fine with that. Gets him off our cap and
1: gets us something for him. So So
2: that's a super busy draft. (laughs) And we still have more to get to here. uh, In this submission from Jamie. Uh, Let's see here. The re-signings. Miko Rantanen signs $9 million over eight years. That is Done, done, done. Yeah. (laughs) Theft. That's. Miko Ranton, his agent, might get fired for making that deal. <laughs> JT Comfort takes a $2.5 million deal over two years. It's
1: perfect. Probably even a little cheap, honestly.
2: Ryan Graves, Vladislav Kamenev, and AJ Greer all take 900 k over two years. I would have no idea why they would agree to the second year, but... Yeah. <laughs> why not? I mean, sure, sec- security is security.
1: Yeah. It's... It- it's certainly secure
2: for the Avs. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Free agency. The Avs go out and sign Anthony Stolarz on a two-way deal. Okay. So that the Eagles have a... Number three, basically. Yeah. Yep, that's your number three goalie. Uh, Tyson Berry signs a six-year extension worth $8 million per... Oh, I'm sorry. That's the original, the original offer. The actual extension is seven by seven.
1: That's got to be getting tight with, with Kessel and Johnson on the books. Doesn't it? Yeah. We're not done. Oh boy.
2: Yeah. And I did not do cap math on all of these. So I have not looked. Uh, keep in mind though. Uh, Johnson got bought out and that only cost them $200,000.
1: So it's fine for the initial.
2: Yeah. Until he gets paid 2 million that one year. <laughs> Uh, the Avs also sign Artemi Panarin for, uh, this has eight years on it, but that can't be done. So I'm chopping that off and giving it a seven year, um, worth 9.5 million. I mean, that's incredibly cheap. Forget everything else. If you can sign Panarin
1: for nine and a half.
2: Well, that you got 15 years of Rantanen and Panarin for a combined 18.5 yeah, million.
1: That, that's home run swing right there.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's the good stuff. So, uh, i
1: I really wonder how you fit Kessel and Panarin and Barry. Oh uh, well, the Barry the, extension
2: doesn't begin for another year. It,
1: it doesn't, but you're going to so, have to make a lot of moves next off season two yeah. to sort that out. But
2: yeah, you're uh that, that might be where the castle retain would really come in where yeah. uh, they they retain a million, maybe a million five and you're feeling pretty good about things. Yeah. That I
1: would, mean, because that would help out a lot. If you have that lineup, it's, it's go win a cup this year,
2: boys. <laughs> Yeah, I mean you really have to before things get real expensive next year. I mean that's still a pretty expensive roster. It is. It yeah. you you give up a lot of youth there. You um do. to go to go for the, the big deal. But also adding Byron and Pod Colson sets you up really, really nicely. Yeah. Um Pod Colson at sixteen. I mean, I'm you know, because because there's such crazy uncertainty surrounding him i don't want to get too into how realistic is that we don't really know i would say it's pretty unlikely
1: yeah i don't see it happening but if it does i would certainly take him
2: yeah it would be interesting so moving on uh next submission from eric this one also involves a big trade
1: blockbuster time
2: yeah big time Uh, It also includes free agency, and we'll start here with the draft. Bowen Byram goes fourth overall yet again. All right. I can appreciate this. I'm all for Byram, too. 16th pick gets traded to New Jersey alongside Tyson Berry and Alexander Kerfoot in exchange for Taylor Hall.
1: Does that come with a contract extension?
2: As part of the trade, Taylor Hall signs an eight-year, $10 million AAV deal. Okay. Miko Ranted signs a 4-year deal at 10.5 million per.
1: Uh, that's pretty short, especially for that money.
2: Nikita Zadorov signs a 2-year deal at 3.5. Okay, that's fine. JT Confer signs a 3-year deal at
1: 3.5. All right.
2: Vlad Kamenev signs 1-year, one, 1 mil. Cool. Yeah, sure. Ryan Graves 1-year, 800k. Somebody yep. that kept him under rebellion. a reasonable Ray Graves contract, actually. All UFAs leave. Sven Androgetto is also released. The Avs go into free agency and sign Jordan Eberle for five years at $6 million per. Mm, uh, I don't know if you need that, but all right. Tyler Myers is also signed at six years with $6.5 per. That's a lot of money again. So, your starting lineup on opening night of next year is Taylor Hall, Nathan McKinnon, Miko Rantanen, Gabe Landeskog, Tyson Jost, Jordan Eberle, Matt Nieto, J.T. Comfer, Matt Calvert, A.J. Greer, Carl Soderberg, Vlad Kamenev, Sheldon Dries, Zadorov, Makar, Gerard Myers, Cole Johnson, Graves, Barbario, Grubauer, Franz Suze. Okay.
1: I mean, I guess if you're getting rid of Barry, that would help with the money quite a bit.
2: And and it's only a million dollar raise for Myers over right. what you were paying Barry. Right. I'm not sure if he'll be able to get Myers quite that cheap, but... I think six and a half per is right around where he ends up signing. Yeah. I think that's right in that ballpark. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, so... Eberle is the one that feels totally yeah. unnecessary it, it, here. If you're getting
1: Eberle, why not save yourself some change and get like a Johansson instead? Right.
2: Or do nothing and put Martin Couton on spot.
1: Sure. You could do that too. I mean, you, you got your big swing in going out and getting Taylor hall to help the top six. Right. So,
2: right. And then you drafted Bowen Byram. So you, and you traded the 16th pick. So you don't have the big prospect coming in a year. Yeah. Um, that's where signing uh, Myers is a little bit maybe extra because you did draft Byram.
1: I see you wanting to replace Barry and, and Myers brings something very different than Barry with his size. So it's a bit of a nonlinear comparison, I guess, but but I don't mind that. If we're moving Barry out, I wouldn't mind the Avs targeting Myers. It, it, Again, big fish is Hall. Yeah, certainly if you're going out and getting Hall, that's your that's your headline for sure. Yeah. And I, you know, given what the trade was on the board, if New Jersey's willing to do that, i with the extension,
2: I'd have a hard time saying no. It's an expensive deal. I mean, Barry Kerfoot and sixteenth overall. That's a deep cut, but you you're putting Taylor Hall next to Nathan McKinnon. Right guys went one two for the mvp
1: a year ago and
2: right uh, you're also you're also talking about putting like a a high-end olympic caliber line together with hall mckinnon and rantanen yeah that's some silliness right there (laughs) and then with landiscock jost and eberle on your second line like sure you don't love the eberle contract but you can go to war with that yeah he's a perfectly fine
1: second line player regardless of how you feel about him
2: yeah the 38 points last year, was it was tough to watch at times with him on the aisles, but um, was unstoppable in the Pittsburgh series. I yeah, mean, he was, actually did he, stuff in the playoffs. For he was us. crazy, man. So it's, it's it's always kind of a high-wire act with that guy. Yeah. Um, all right. Let me see here. How many have we gone through? That's four. <sighs> Let's take a break kind of reset for a little bit, catch our breaths, and then come back. We are going to get, uh, continue to ramp up the crazy. More blockbusters, baby. Yeah, and uh, before we get to some of those game-changing trades, we are going to get into some game-changing coffee. Got them. StravaCraft is a CBD-enriched coffee that has really changed lives with incredible reviews that you've by now checked out. The CBD-infused coffee has taken away long-term migraines, back pain, arthritis, IBS, It's helped decrease anxiety, you name it. CBD is all-natural and not psychoactive. The coffee is rich and tasty, and we couldn't recommend it more to our listeners. Check it out for yourself today and receive 20% off when you use promo code BSN2019 at checkout, and you'll get it shipped straight to your door. That's the second segment here on the BSN Avalanche Podcast. GM Judgment Day here on the BSN Avalanche Podcast, presented by Total Beverage. We will be right back with more judgment. Welcome into the third and final segment of the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. We've got judgment day going on here as we are judging you, the Avalanche GM, and the summers that you have put together for Colorado. Some of you have gotten crazy. Uh, This upcoming submission got so crazy that he traded the pick and then used the pick he traded anyway. Uh, So we'll just cut off the part where he used the pick and keep the rest of it because this is a fun one. First off, this is from Aaron. Uh, He wanted to sign Jeff Skinner, but he's assuming that Jeff Skinner will not be on the market. You'll notice I did not include any Jeff Skinner submissions uh, because I do expect Skinner to get his deal with the Sabres done. Um, and plus, most of the people who signed Jeff Skinner did it for three or four years, which he would not do on the open market. Yeah, that's not happening. So, let's see what Aaron does here. We are starting with free agency. We're not uh, We're not going to start with the draft. The draft is later. All right, working backwards. Yes, sir. Uh. We've got uh, Rantanen signs an eight-year deal at nine point six million per. That's okay,
1: all about phenomenal. that phenomenal.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Comfort gets a gets straight paid, uh, three years at three point seven million per. Yeah, I mean,
1: it's fine. You'd maybe like to. Well, a lot of people don't want to commit to Comfort long term, but at that
2: money, you think you'd might. I mean, I would do a four-year at three point seven mil. Yeah, sure. But yeah. Uh Zdorov also gets paid uh three years at four point five million per. That feels a little steep, but it's a little on the heavy side. But so is Zadorov. so Yeah, eh. fair. All right. Kerfoot, two years, three point five million. Okay. That seems cheap if you're paying Comfort more anyway, Yeah. It, but but Comfor has the extra year,
1: so Yeah uh kerfoot also scores 40 points but if if he wants
2: to sign for that i'm not saying no so i was also confused by a lot of submissions that had confer getting paid more than kerfoot but at least this one the confer one is a lot it's longer yeah so maybe there's an additional year of growth or whatever career year that you end up paying and the extra 200k for uh from kerfoot so yeah whatever uh, Ryan Graves gets two years, one way, $1 million. And Vlad Kamenev gets one year, $1 million. Okay. Cool. Yep, fine. Uh, Nemeth, Bork, Androgetto, Brassard, and Varlamov are all cut loose. No surprises there. Yep. At the draft, um, Colorado takes Kirby Dock at four. Like it. They uh, perform significant amount of voodoo and convinced New Jersey to trade Taylor Hall for Tyson Berry one for one. Wow. I just like the trade is one for one. (laughs) I mean, hell yeah, I'm for it. Run it back! (laughs) Uh, They also traded the 16th pick and the recently signed Alexander Kerfoot to Philadelphia for Sean Couturier because Philadelphia doesn't have a plan. That's a... That is not an upgrade for Philly. (laughs) That is straight stealing. But given he's right, Philly doesn't really have a plan. Yeah, that's, I mean,
1: supposedly Couturier's been out there right but i don't think they're taking kerfoot in the 16th for him but
2: it would be awfully cheap but hey you could combine kerfoot the 16th and the 11th that they already have and hey you're off to a good start they had two first rounders last year too so Although one of them is obviously Jay O'Brien and has taken a huge step back,
1: yeah, going- we won't get into
2: that. That's not the point.
1: Yeah, okay, okay. That's a whole podcast, maybe. Yeah,
2: dude. Oh my gosh, that dude, if I'm if there was ever a time I'm glad that that's not my pick, not my farm. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. All right, uh, the Abs not done on draft day uh, trade a fourth round pick, unspecified to the year, but we'll just assume it's this year's. Do they have one this year? Yeah. This uh, is the year that they uh, lost Wilson's, Wilson, right? So I
1: guess it has to be a 2020. All right,
2: next year's fourth rounder. For Cedric Paquette, and Paquette signs a three-year deal worth $2 million and is now your f- a fourth-line mainstay for you. We will cut out the part where he used the 16th pick because he traded the 16th pick. <laughs> Unless he's suggesting that the, uh, the Flyers draft Moritz Seider, in which case, pretty good advice. The UFA period, the Abs go into it and sign Marcus Johansson, three years, four and a half million dollars per. Okay. This leaves six and a half million in cap space and the 2020 in first, just in case he wants to make a run at Chris Kreider later on. I like that he's already planned for the trade deadline. <laughs> Personally, <laughs> that's my favorite part of this submission. <laughs> but the lineup... Uh, as stated, you have Hall, McKinnon, and Rantanen, Landeskog, Couturier, Johansson, Jost, Comfort, Calvert, Nieto, Paquette, Greer, and Kamenev. Um there's no Carl Soderberg on here. Yeah, that's a mystery. <laughs> and he did not, as far as I can tell, did not get traded. So yield buyout. We'll just assume that he's somewhere. <laughs> We'll, we'll we'll theoretically LTIR him and just assume something horrible happened to him over the summer. And he just, you know, he gets the hockey boot. His
1: good eye finally gives up on him.
2: Crazy submission overall. Uh, lots, lots going on there. Yeah, that's definitely
1: out there. But uh, that lineup would be pretty wild. I mean,
2: a fun team to watch. Oh, yeah. All right, let's move on to our next submission from Kyle. His first move is signing Tyson Berry. All right, starting with your own your own house. Uh huh. Five years at, at he gives a range here. He says eight to eight point five million. We're playing GM here. We're gonna sign it for eight. Sure, seems reasonable. <laughs> Save the five hundred K. Just to give it to Ryan Graves later, of course. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Let's get into free agency because there are some draft day trades that are elsewhere. All right. Save uh, the for later. <laughs> yeah. An interesting draft day, to say the least. <laughs> Uh, a very balanced draft day, but RFA signings, Kerfoot, two years, three and a half million. Good deal. Comfer, seven years, 4.25 million. Whoa.
1: Okay. I mean, I like the faith in Comfer, but I think that's probably a long overpay. <laughs> that's big time. He uh, better figure out how to be a 40 to 50 point player at least. <laughs>
2: I'm sure Seattle will have no problem getting that out of him.
1: <laughs>
2: Fair. Uh, Zadorov, two years and three million. Good deal there. Yep. I, you know, for the most part, I've been really, really impressed by the vast majority of the Zadorov contracts. Very few have gone very high, and the ones, that, the ones that have gone over four years, have also gone over. Have been three years or longer or over 4 million have been three years or longer. So I I was really, I thought Zadorov Graves ended up being the one getting all the money. Yeah. <laughs> but I really thought Zadorov was going to be the guy that was somebody who was going to be like, give him a five by five. <laughs> you just... but we had very, very little of that. I actually can't think of one off the top of my head where that did happen. Good. Um So yeah, I, I really liked that. And hopefully, I honestly, I love that Comfort deal. Like if he would take that, that's the kind of deal that it's a little on the expensive side per year today, but think about the seventh the year of that. Yeah. That's nothing, right? That's, you know, 4.25 in seven years could be what we think of as like six today. Yeah. So, you know, that's, it, oh, I would be okay with taking that chance. And I make Conver's a long-term guy. He's a middle six dude. The big question, can he stay healthy and is there is there another level?
1: Right. And I'm I'm a big Comfer fan too. Mm-hmm. But I hear a lot of people saying that they think he's a legitimate second liner,
2: and I just don't know if I buy that. Oh, he hasn't proven it yet. Right. I mean, flat out he hasn't. So, you know, he had he had his flashes last year. He had he had some good stuff, but in the last couple of years, he just hasn't done that. The only one of those kids that has is Kerfoot. And like, he's, of course, the one that drives people crazy because of the way that he plays. <laughs> but, I mean, if you
1: want to take a little bit of a gamble on him and you think he gets there, four and a quarter is a steal if he's a legit second liner. It, well, even if he's a, a
2: legit, like, middle, middle six, six guy, guy that gives fine, you yeah. gives you 40-ish, right in that 40-ish point range
0: yeah.
2: uh, for the majority of his career, man. I mean, even if it's, like, more like 35 every year than 40, I'm fine with that. I mean, you're talking... Kerfoot in this exercise gets two years of three point five million and he is a legit forty point guy and on a longer term deal kerfoot's gonna be he could be a five six seven million dollar guy if he if he can get to the fifty point level
1: for sure what does if you give com for seven years is that three u f a years you get out of him
2: i think four but i'm i would have to double check i mean
1: i mean four is even better because
2: it's a it's a bunch of them. Yeah, like he's it's gonna, either three or it, four. Man,
1: even if he continues like he does currently, you're probably looking at him getting paid something in that range in UFA. So
2: let's see here, Comfort. This was the end of his ELC. He's, he's- got a little older he's got three he's 24 right now so he's got three years till free agency so
1: yeah so seven years would give you yeah so you get
2: four ufa years that's a mint deal
1: yeah that's that i'm coming around on it for sure yeah that's
2: i think that's mint man i'm all about that it's it's not going to be a victor arvinson or alex tuck level of steel uh where those guys could all those guys could easily give you 50 to 60 points depending on their role but those guys are straight steals. Yeah, and Comfort very could e- he would very easily justify that contract over the life of it, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm for it. Uh, Miko Ranton in eight years at ten million. I mean, these are these are the easiest. It's so like I'm pretty much down anything that says Miko Ranton in eight years. I'm like, yeah, done.
1: Whatever number comes after that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: it's like what, what was it the eleven million dollar one that we had a little while ago? Like, yeah, that's fine too. Yeah, uh, it's expensive, but like eight years, you're done. Yep you can spend the next eight years working around a set number exactly, and there won't be, there won't be any fear of, well, it's, it's $9 million for the next two years. And then it's going up to 15.
1: Right. You just pay him now.
2: (laughs) So you don't have to pay him more later. Yeah. And eight years at 10 million is a, is a 21 year old kid going to say, I'm too good for $80 million. (laughs) Cause if he does, he has massive stones. (laughs) And I and I commend him for having Duke Nukem esque balls of steel. Well, and the the kicker
1: there too is it's like not only are you getting eighty million dollars, you can play the rest of your prime career next
2: to Nathan friggin' McKinnon, <laughs> knowing that there's a good chance, especially if he resigns, which why wouldn't he? But you know, whatever. That when that that eight year deal is done. He'll still be in his twenties. Yeah, he's still gonna get paid. <laughs> he's gonna get another one of these things. <laughs> like that's a that and that's a conversation where you might be able to you, Miko Ranton and if he were to take that deal, he could make 150 million dollars in his career. Yeah, that's like silly money. <laughs> that's for for a hockey player. <laughs> like that's oh, that's, a, that's crazy money, man. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm all for like the idea that Miko takes a 2-year deal worth $10 million and then takes a 7-year deal worth $14 million in 2 years. But if he seriously turns down $80 million this summer, props to him because that is crazy. <laughs> you better um, hope you keep being a point per game player if you turn that down. <laughs> I I don't know what you can do with $150 million that you can't do with $80 million, but (laughs) I'm not the one trying to make that decision, so whatever. Uh, The next three guys probably won't make $150 million in their careers. Um, Greer, Graves, and Kamenev all signed one-year deals at $950K. Yeah, I think they
1: might not make 20% of that combined. (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah. Very um, fair.
1: But but yeah, all of those contracts are, are solid.
2: That's fine. 950 is probably a little on the high end here, but boy, is that ever a nitpick of mine. Yeah, it, I mean, in reality, you're probably
1: looking at about 750. For, for,
2: for three for guys, guys who have spent significant time in their careers in the AHL, yeah. you could easily, easily, easily give them 750 or 800K on a one-way deal. Yeah. And those guys are all getting huge raises. Right. It, you get rid of that. $70,000 they
1: make in the yep. AHL or whatever. And Especially
2: then... Graves, who's been down there forever. Right. Like that's an easy yes. And so you'd be able to save a couple hundred uh, thousand dollars doing that. And given that we haven't quite gotten to all of the craziness yet in this one, you might need that extra couple yeah,
1: hundred K.
2: <laughs> after, after everything in this one, 650 K in cap space remained. So Yikes. the uh, the idea of saving 150K on each of Greer, Graves, and Kamenev is not irrelevant. That's, that's another 450 that they would be able to uh, add to the 650, and that gives you a little over a million dollars to play with in cap space throughout the year. That's enough breathing room at the start of a season. Part of the reason why there's only 650 k left is because they went into free agency and signed Timmy Panarin for five years at $11.5 million a year.
1: Boy, I'd like more than five years there, but I guess I can't complain.
2: I would and I wouldn't, because five years, I think, stops you from really getting deep into the 30s. Yeah. But if at 32, he's still really, really good, you're going to sure wish you'd done seven. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's fair. I guess it it's a little less risk averse. Um, I don't know if he takes that. He probably wants more than an eleven and a half if he's taking a shorter deal, but it man, that'd be that'd be a wild ride to have Pernarin ranting and locked up forever and McKinnon. Yeah.
2: It sure would be, man. Um a less wild ride here. Colorado trades Mark Barbario to Montreal for nothing sure why not it was entirely about decluttering the blue line clearing up a uh, space for the cap space <laughs> needed the cap space and let graves be the seventh uh seventh d yeah
1: i you know i think that's perfectly fine the reality is probably barbario just ends up buried with the eagles if graves earns that spot but either way same difference
2: yeah, and every dollar counts in this scenario because he spent so much money. So. It does, it does. Um, let's see here. The big big draft day deal, the uh, Avs received the 23rd overall pick in exchange for sending picks 47 and 63 to New York, uh, the Islanders. Value is based on uh, some estimates of draft, uh, the NHL, the NHL's version of the NFL draft pick valuation chart.
1: Yeah, I've actually looked at the chart, but unfortunately, NHL teams value firsts a lot.
2: Right. They don't look at that value the same way and say, oh, yeah, that's the, that's what we want. Like, it's more, it's more, it's like pirate rules. They're guidelines.
1: Yeah. Rough estimates.
2: Yeah. But that means in the 2019 draft, the Avs have picks 4 16 and 23. I pick four. Kyle here takes Bowen Byram at 16. He takes Raphael Lavoie and at 23, he takes Spencer Knight.
1: Love the concepts. Don't love the Lavoie
2: at all, but I would do Calia instead of Lavoie. Sure. But you're getting
1: the best D man in the draft. You're getting the best goalie in the draft Mm -hmm. and you're getting a potential top six forward in the draft. Great. Done. Go home.
2: All of that, I mean, that's a that's a productive day. That's yeah, you're getting a top top end defenseman in Byram, your future starter in night, You're obviously you're projecting here, and then if Lavoie lives up to his um, physical potential, then you're talking about a potential top line player. Except you're so good because you have Panarin, Landeskog, <laughs> yeah. McKinnon, and Rantanen locked up till the end of time. That Lavoie probably ends up on the opposite side of Landeskog and Jost down the middle.
1: If Lavoie could figure out his compete level, how horrifying would it be to play against the line of Landy and him?
2: Oh, dude, dude, that's like that's like the idea of putting uh, uh, a figured out version of Kaliev next to McKinnon and Rantanen—just <laughs> silliness. <laughs> We were just like, okay, so that line is going to score 120 goals on their own. <laughs> like, good luck, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, an interesting overall concept here, an expensive one, but goes ham. There's also a note in here about uh, asking EJ to waive his NMC for the expansion draft. It's two years early. Uh I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, unless you're trading him right now,
1: I don't see him waving it.
2: Yeah, I uh I I think that that's the likeliest course of action come expansion time, but you're not going to get him to agree to it 2 years out. Right.
1: He has no reason to and it's just not worth the effort.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, to be honest, I think that would be offensive to him probably going to him two years early and saying that might be a way to ruin that bridge (laughs) to get him to say no. So, you know, (laughs) because we saw during the last, um, we saw during the last expansion, almost all the guys asked said, yes, said, sure. No problem. Uh, the one, the big one who didn't was Dion Phaneuf, and yep. homie got dealt anyway. So, <laughs> all right, I think that's it. I think that's it for today's be a you know be a GM judge a judge GM day for us. What uh, what are your thoughts on the experiment? Oh, that was fun. I I like the dreaming big. I do. I I'm not
1: sure that anything anywhere close to that ends up happening as as much as I would like some of the things to, but but it's, it's fun to look at and we can hope that something goes down.
2: It's there were there were a lot of other submissions. Um like I'm looking at one right now where uh Kerfoot uh where Barry gets traded to Buffalo for uh a St. Louis's first round pick uh and buffalo's second in 2020 and their third in 2021 and then they turn around and they flip kerfoot and two of those picks uh the first in 2019 and the second in 2020 to vegas for william carlson there was a lot of stuff like that
1: well uh, that one in particular seems pretty expensive but
2: well and then carlson a five-year deal at 6.2 6.2 million great contract
1: yeah that is nice.
2: And then Michael Ferland and free agency for five years and 5.1. Like, there's a lot of these types of submissions where um, lots of, lots of like multi part deals. Yeah. Uh, I believe there was one that I looked at that involved four teams. And by the end of it, I couldn't keep straight who, who had what. <laughs> um, I would say, because I do want to do this again next week. So don't at all stop sending me the submissions keep blowing up my phone. I actually had to mute the notifications <laughs> from this, from this email account because it was just, it was four o'clock in the morning this morning. I got woken up and somebody, cause somebody had emailed me one and I, I woke up and was like, what is this? And it was just like, Oh, it's just me, you know, sending you my GM submission. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, suggestions, uh, to make these easier. Don't write me stories. Don't write large uh, blocks of text. Use, uh, one line per entry and at the bottom, if you can put, put what your lineup is at the bottom of it, because it makes it very easy for me to go through and say, okay, this is what, this is what they did. A lot of you guys did that. A lot of you guys were great about it. Some did not made them harder to read. Uh, you can resubmit the same thing next week and have it be easier to read and greatly increase your chances. Because as I'm doing these on the show, I'm scrolling through and I'm looking at them and I'm reading through them. Uh, so if I can't read it, then I can't exactly put it on the show. So uh, if yours did not get read this week, which was the vast majority of them, send in send in more ideas. don't now now that you've kind of seen an idea of how we want to structure this, don't be afraid to go big. Um, we don't we are not in any way discouraging people getting outside the box and going crazy. Uh, we won't do an entire show of that but if you come up with creative ideas and find ways that we think would be somewhat ish realistic in order to get there, we'll, we'll definitely try. We, we like those submissions. They are fun. Uh, we of course do like the realistic ones as well. You know, they're, they're not as sexy to just be like, Hey, I'm just going to sign one guy in free agency, but they're realistic and we can have real conversations about them and in their own way. Really cool. So any, uh, any other suggestions, uh, for, for submissions for next week?
1: No, I think you pretty much covered it. Keep the fun stuff coming. I I like digging into the trades where it's you're trying to figure out who got the value and, and it's fun to do that in the big ones.
2: Definitely. And uh, a lot of you guys also use the be a GM uh, armchair GM uh, cap friendly tool and sent me links. Those are perfectly okay. Those are great. They're very easy for me to just pop open and read and say, Oh, This is a list of stuff. I can do that. If you're not familiar with that tool, it's a great way to go through these and and do them. If you don't want to use it, certainly don't have to not a requirement does not increase uh, your chances of it. It just makes it easier to read. So um, lots of really great submissions. Again, we're going to do this again next Friday. So keep them coming. Just keep, keep burying me in all of your different creative ideas on how to make the ABS a competitor or, You know, and, you know, maybe not. Maybe next summer is when you'd rather go for it and you want to take a more, uh, you know, a a more stable approach. I did have one person who sent me a long email that basically said, don't do anything. So that's also a possibility. But that's going to do it for us. For Nathan Rudolph, I am AJ Hafele. This is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. We will see you guys on Monday.